Welcome to day 110 of Shaped by the Word. It's been a fun journey through Scripture as we take the narrative passages of Scripture and we kind of hit some of the highlights as, as we move forward. Uh, but what we're trying to do is capture the, the flow of the narrative of Scripture and how it builds you know, from God's uh, appointment of a beautiful place for us in the garden to know and love and serve Him, our rejection of God, and the, the downward spiral of brokenness that we experience uh, until we are renewed finally in Christ. Uh, on the cross he is able to say it is finished having done everything necessary to secure our salvation but it's in that final chapter of the book that we're working our way all the way through uh, that we see the restoration of all of of creation and we are at the low point Uh, when we come to the book of Judges book of Judges is uh, the nation of Israel is uh, come into the land. They've mostly conquered the land. There are, you know, pockets that are left. There are half measures that they have taken. There are compromises that are beginning to creep in. And the Book of Judges revealed the, the ultimate impact of those, you know, compromises over time. So we come to uh, Judges chapter two. Uh, before we uh, turn to the Book of Judges, let's uh, offer ourselves in this moment, uh, you know, to the Lord. Matt, you mind lifting us up? In prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we do come to you, offer in this moment in our lives to you. Father, we ask that you would uh, meet with us, that you would draw near to us in in this time. We thank you that you have spoken and revealed yourself to us through your word. We thank you for um, not not only the passages that uh, encourage us and and remind us of, of your your faithfulness, but also the, the difficult passages, the ones that that also remind us of our faithlessness and again your faithfulness. So, Father, would we um, in this time together be encouraged by you? Would we see you in all of your glory? And and Father, would we worship you? Uh, help us as we read. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Judges chapter 2, the angel of the Lord went up from Gilgal to Boikam and said, I brought you up out of Egypt and I led you into the land I swore to give your ancestors. I said, I will never break my covenant with you and you shall not make a covenant with the people of this land, but you shall break down their altars. Yet you've disobeyed me. Why have you done this? And I have also said, I will not drive them out before you. They will become traps for you and their gods will become snares to you. When the angel of the Lord had spoken these things to all the Israelites, the people wept aloud, and they called that place Boikam. There they offered sacrifices to the Lord. After Joshua dismissed the Israelites, they uh, went to take possession of the land, each to their own inheritance. The people served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and the elders who outlived him and who had seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel. Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110, and they buried him in the land of his inheritance at Timnath Harris in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gaish. After the whole congregation had been gathered to their ancestors, the whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors, another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. Then the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord and served the Baals. They forsook the Lord, the God of their ancestors who had brought them out of Egypt. They followed and worshiped various gods of the peoples around them. They aroused the Lord's anger because they forsook him and served the Baals and the Asterisks. In his anger against Israel, the Lord gave them into the hands of the raiders who plundered them. He sold them into the hands of all their enemies all around, whom they were no longer able to resist. Whenever Israel went out to fight, the hand of the Lord was against them to defeat them, just as he had sworn to them. They were in great distress. 
Then the Lord raised up judges who saved them out of the hands of these raiders. Yet they would not listen to their judges, but prostituted themselves to other gods and worshiped them. They quickly turned from the ways of their ancestors who had been obedient to the Lord's commands. Whenever the Lord raised up a judge for them, he was with the judge and saved them out of the hands of their enemies as long as the judge lived. For the Lord relented because of their groaning under those who oppressed and afflicted them. But when the judge died, the people returned to the ways even more corrupt than those of their ancestors, following other gods and serving and worshiping them. They refused to give up their evil practices and stubborn ways. Therefore, the Lord was very angry with Israel and said, Because this nation has violated the covenant I ordained for their ancestors and has not listened to them, I will no longer drive out before them any of the nations Joshua left when he died. I will use them to test Israel and see whether they will keep the way of the Lord and walk in it as their ancestors did. The Lord had allowed all these nations to remain. He did not drive them out at once by giving them into the hands of Joshua. Chapter 3. These are the nations the Lord left to test all those Israelites who had not experienced any of the wars in Canaan. He did this only to teach warfare to the descendants of Israelites who had not previous battle experience. The five rulers of the Philistines, all the Canaanites, the Sidonians and the Hivites living in the Lebanon mountains from Mount Baal Hermon to Laboth Hama. They were left to test the Israelites to see whether they would obey the Lord's commands which he had given through their ancestors, Moses. The Israelites lived among the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. They took their daughters in marriage and gave their own daughters to their sons, and they served their gods. Yikes. So there you have the background for the book of uh, the book of Judges, and of course it's just as you know Matt described it to us, you know, in yesterday's uh, podcast. Uh, there will be a cycle of uh, where Israel will be oppressed by their enemies as part of the judgment that God has promised them, uh, and then they will cry out to God, and God, in His mercy, will rescue them, and for a time. Uh, they will be good to their word, but eventually they'll fall back into patterns, or even worse than the patterns you know, that they had, you know, had before. And so you have a cycle in judges of of repentance followed by falling back into sin, and then judgment, uh, repentance falling back into sin, and then God's, you know, God's judgment. So you see a lot of the elements, you know, already here, you know, in this passage. Now, even as we're kind of reading through this, and we see after Joshua dies, and then all the elders who had outlived him. Pass away in verse 10 it says, No, after the whole generation had been gathered to the ancestors, um, uh, another one grew up who did not know the Lord or what he had done for Israel. And, and you know, we've often kind of been going forward and backwards, you know, in the story. And obviously, that just reminds me of Deuteronomy 6, which is that really famous passage where the Lord talking to the people, he's like, Hey, um, observe the land, you know, tell your children and their children after them that they may fear the Lord. As long as you keep living and keeping in the decrees I've given you, you know, bind them on your necks, teach them as you're walking, as you're going, and then we've seen that that obviously hasn't happened. So now we have this generation who doesn't know what God has done for Israel. It took one generation. That just blows my mind. I, I, I was just thinking about that, and it really grieved me um, to think about one generation is all it took for people to be saying, we will serve the Lord and far be it from us to walk away from him. And then the next generation that did not know the Lord and did not experience what he'd done for them completely desert the Lord. Um, And it's, 
it's kind of an indictment to the generation that did know the Lord and w- experience what He had done because they should have done exactly what the what the Shema talks about. They they should have taught their children and their children should have taught their their children about the ways of the Lord and and they didn't. And you're you're seeing what the the effects of that and it's it's so destructive and um so it's a reminder to me of just how important it is and we've talked about that in in other um in other podcasts but just is so important for us to to not just go to church you know it's a lot of times we just say well we go to church you know we're faithful attenders of this church but no, it's, you are quite faithful. I mean, I mean almost every time yeah. here, I see you. Our kids and are on here. Stage. Yeah. Our kids are here just about every day. But, but not just go to church, but but for our children's the generations that follow us um, to see the work of the Lord in us and to to speak about it for us to teach them the ways of the Lord. Yeah. Well, there you know, there's one step you know before that you know, hero Israel, the Lord your God is one. You know. To love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your strength. These commands that I'm giving you today are to be upon your hearts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we live in an age, you, you're talking about one generation. We live in an age, you know, and, and you guys know this, you know, working with students where a lot of, uh, a lot of our students are deconstructing, mm-hmm. you know, their faith, which I think, you know, is kind of the word, you know, that everyone is, is, is uh, using. And so they're, you know, slowly examining the faith and what they're probably responding to more than anything else is not so much the tenets of our faith as the authenticity of those who carry, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our faith. And so when one generation, uh, you know, reduces following God to lip service and a bunch of theological propositions, but it has not captured their hearts and their affections, then the next generation will naturally reject that as something that is, is it wasn't really valuable to them. They, they talked about it some, and we went to church some, and we did a few activities, but when it came to real life, when you get up and when you uh, lie down, when you're walking in the way and things like that, they, 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 there wasn't a whole lot of passion and there wasn't a whole lot of authenticity. Mm-hmm. And, it, and so it, it, it is so common to lose in one generation uh, authenticity because it's easy to slide and we talked about this you know uh, uh, a couple of podcasts ago you know in half-hearted measures uh it's easy to start going through the motions and not pass on a a living faith Mm -hmm. so while the tenets of the faith are deeply important and of course we emphasize that here a lot Mm -hmm. in a sound theology there's something that's even more important and that's wholehearted devotion and when we don't live out of wholehearted devotion people understand that we don't value what we talk about especially our kids yeah no Mm -hmm. kids you know (laughs) we uh, we have a filter where we uh you know somehow we uh, we don't well let's put it this way kids uh, quickly detect inauthenticity Mm -hmm. and so it's not important not only to believe the right things, but to have our uh, affection stirred by the one we believe in. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the judges cycle, judges period, really reminds me to just how forming culture is, you know, and how forming, like for Israel to be planted in this land, to think that they can live amongst other nations and not be formed by the culture that they're in. I mean, even, you know, this past Sunday, you 
from Ephesians just talked about those three enemies, you know, the world, the flesh, and the devil. And, and of course, in the order of the podcast, that would have been three Sundays three ago. Sundays. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, but, but anyway. You know, so you did preach it. Yeah. But, you know, just how forming it, it, those things are that here they are, they, they forsook the Lord, um, the Lord, the God of their ancestors who brought them out of Egypt. They followed and worshiped various gods of the peoples around them. They aroused the Lord's anger because they forsook him and served the Baal and the Asherahs. You, you just... It didn't happen overnight. You know, it's not like that one day they just woke up and said, I'm tired of serving the Lord today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet in some ways they actually thought they were still serving the Lord. Mm-hmm. They had just added something to him. You know, they, they, and even for us, I think the danger, and maybe the hard part is, is not so much that we just outright forsake the Lord Turn in our day to day. You know, living, you know, explicitly say, man, I'm, I'm going to wake up and forsake the Lord today. <laughs> it's we wake up. We find ourselves in this forming machine, you know, this this moment that we're in, and we don't realize that, oh man, no, my my devotion's gone everywhere but Jesus today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course that's exactly what Paul des- you know described it. Uh, we have followed the ways of this world and the, the ruler of the kingdom of the air, which has subtly influenced the things of this world. Where even subtly, you know, uh, when our affections turn away from the Lord, it's just as sure as, as our affections have turned. You know, toward you know, toward another God. So there's kind of a subtle drift, and there's a you know, dramatic drift. And of course, we detect you know, dramatic drift when we see it in others, but just as dangerous as a subtle drift we see in ourselves. And and so it's you know, combined with those you know, ideas, the ways of the world we live in. You know, are certainly under control of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, who is opposed to everything that is godly and wants to see us you know, compromised in every way. And of course, the desires of our own flesh. We want what we want when we want it, rather than trusting God to give us what we need in His own time in His own way. Mm-hmm. But that is at the heart of this passage: the the, the compromise that we make and how comfortable we come and how quickly we're at home and things that are far from the heart of God. Mm-hmm. Father, thank you for a week in your word. Thank you for a moment in your word. Thank you for fellowship with your people. Uh, Father, may we, uh, may we be deeply aware of the pressures around us that rob our affections uh, from you. Mm-hmm. Stir our hearts. Give us wisdom. Uh, reveal, as you know, David said, if there are any offensive ways in us and lead us in your way everlasting. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.